When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome Cincinnati Bengals fans to the not so roaring reactions. Uh, Post game coaches Cliff Notes here. Running through the jungle network on Fans First Sports Network. Uh, man, it was not a pretty one here in Tennessee. Down to Tennessee today. Uh, I, I, I'm at a loss for words. My, my mother used to always tell me, you know, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. So, with that said, should we just wrap this up now and hit end? <laughs> it is done. We had nothing nice to say. Oh. Uh, Justin, what was your takeaways while I regroup myself here? Disgusting. They're terrible. And quite frankly, I'm ready to stick a fork in them this whole entire season. I do not think that their effort shows that they have any kind of championship pedigree. This looks like the fluke team that they all predicted last year. This That's happening this year. And I'm, I'm kind of like over it at this point. For the second straight week in a row, you put out three points. That first drive looked like a game where it's like it's a beautiful Sunday morning and, you know, the sun is out, the weather's nice, and you just, you're going in for a walk. Then all of a sudden, the rain sets suddenly in and <laughs> you get soaking wet. And then next thing you know, you start getting bombarded with calls or just bad news just throughout the rest of the day. And you just think about to yourself, man, it was just sunny as hell this morning. That's how that first drive felt compared to the rest of the game. There was nothing positive that I could take away from this game other than, you know what? I'm glad to see some flashes from some of these young guys like Miles Murphy. He got his first sack today. Dax Hill got another interception off of an arm punt of a pass. But I came away from that game thinking that this Bengals team is just about done. And yes, I'm just about ready to call it four weeks into the season. I do not feel like this team shows any sort of promise moving forward. And I don't care how light this schedule opens up with their game next week at the Cardinals and then another home game against Seattle. It, this, this team just does not have it. And we can talk about Burrow's calf injury all we want to. I know many people is going to talk at nauseum about that. I'm not willing to give him that excuse. I'm just not. He looks like a bottom-tier level quarterback right now. In fact, he looked like a third-string quarterback right now. And I even tweeted out, I'm perfectly fine with him just sitting out a couple of games to the bye and then letting A.J. McCarron or Jake Browning get some reps in. Because at this point, Burrow's just doesn't have it right now. Yeah, you know – to add to that, I, you know, 
I still think Joe Burrow is Joe Burrow, um, but he, he, to me, he's a little bit of a sitting duck back there. He can't defend himself properly. He can't move okay. around the po- pocket properly. You see him duck out of uh, harm's way and then just basically fall down um, because he, he, he just can't run and can't scramble. And then we look at the, you, you know, we look at the coaching aspect of it, and there's six minutes and four seconds to go in the fourth quarter. We're down 27 to three. Joe Burrow's a sitting duck. They're pinning the ears back, and he got sacked at the six-minute mark. I, I just don't know what he was still doing in there. Um, I get starting off the fourth quarter with him, trying to get a three-score game with two-point conversions, but with six minutes left and you haven't moved the ball at all except for running the football, I, I just – I don't know, man. I would have I pulled him at that point and, and tried something else. That's just me. Man, the thing is, and here's the, the thing is, man, about that, look, you want to get some sort of positive momentum. I remember last year when we played the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and, you know, after being down 17-3 at half, and we just stormed out and then just basically just obliterated the uh, the Bucks. But even when the game was lost, Tom Brady still went out there and executed, even though it was garbage time to get them on the board and make the score 34-23. to The Bengals couldn't even look good at garbage time. That's how deflating that game was. It's like you couldn't even move the ball in garbage time when at the end of the day, the Titans already knew that they, the game was over and the game was won, and yet you still couldn't make nothing happen. And now all of a sudden you wanted to go for it on that one-fourth down. And it's like, dude, at this point, what are you doing? Yeah. Just, just just kneel the ball and just run the clock out and get out. You know, Because at this point, dog, you ain't got it right now. I mean, look, and I do want to – preface i understand burrow is just not himself fully 100 this one to me is more on the coaching staff this time more so on burrow but burrow shares the blame as well too the the coaching staff is just not good zach taylor yeah. and brian callahan i don't know what the hell y'all drawing up but y'all are not doing a great job at all protecting this guy again the first drive insinuated that you know what they know exactly how they're going to protect joe burrow coming out the rest of this game but then they just ended up calling the rest of the plays like just just the dumb stuff that did not work. They and the Titans they just pretty much just stole the recipe that the Cleveland Browns used against us week one, and then it's applied in this game. Just run the ball, stay patient with the run. And I'm gonna be honest with you: the minute that they took a 10-3 lead, I already knew the game was over. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, uh oh, uh oh. We got another one jumping back in it live right off the punching bag. Chase taking out some aggression over there in his punching bag. I tell you, um, before I throw it to Tim, because uh, I know I know where we're going to start with you. Um, RTDM, I think, is going to be what it is. Um, or RTDB, my bad. Uh, so I get, I, I called they would do a short passing. Um, kind of control the offense that way, the 49 passes and things like that, because I thought that's where we were going to have success against this team based on the way their corners had played and based on the way their running defense had played pretty well. Uh, the corners have not. But we started the game off running the ball effectively. We ran the ball very well. And it, it seemed to me that our coaching staff could not like, you know, Lou Anarumo does a great job of in-game uh, planning and changing and 
and and and making adjustments. And I just don't think our offensive side of the ball did that. You saw what was working for you today early, and you didn't go like go back to it. You just all right. Well, this was our plan was to run the ball a few times to keep them honest, and then start throwing the rock around. And then all of a sudden you're behind the chains. Then all of a sudden you're punting. Then all of a sudden, uh, you know, your defense is out there too much. You know, that's not the formula to win the game when you've got a wounded duck quarterback. Tim, what were your thoughts on it? You can only run the ball out of the same formation so many times. There's zero creativity because Joe uh, Burrow is hurt. He can't go under center. You know, what else more can you do with the run game? Eventually, the defense is going to pick it up. They're going to shut it down. It's not going to open up any play actions for you because we have a quarterback that's not mobile. Zero creativity today at all. And don't get me wrong. Yeah, run the damn ball is my thing. But at this point, it does not matter. If Joe Burrow cannot get under center, it ain't going to matter. If they're going to just sit in shotgun formation and hand mixing the ball, you know, yeah, he did have some good. He had 48 yards, I think it was, in the first half. You know, it, it doesn't make it, it does it doesn't make a damn difference what we do at this point. Because the way I'm looking at it is this is is that I don't I believe that there's something going on besides Joe being injured. Look at T. Higgins. T. Higgins went out with the fractured ribs today. You know, um, I saw a uh, video today with Jamar Chase saying Throw me the ball. I'm always effing open. There's yeah. more. There's more that what's going on than what we see. You know, like I always say, you never know what happens behind closed doors. And I believe that's what's happening right now. There's so much frustration on the offensive side. And there's maybe, I'm not going to say drama or maybe some uh, egos being, you know, little chips on each other's shoulder. But I know they're frustrated. They're playing frustrated. It's obvious. It's obvious they're frustrated. Like like you said today, Joe Burrow looked frustrated during his press conference. Mm-hmm. You know, at this point, you can run the ball, you can run sweeps, you can run you can run uh screens, you can run slants, you can run quick passes. Yeah. It don't matter at this point because nothing is gelling together, nothing is going right. And today, the offense caused our defense to give up that th- those points. Yeah, hundred percent. Absolutely did. Absolutely only, did. Right, and you can only be on the field for so long. You know, our defense was on the field for thirty-four freaking minutes. Thirty-four minutes. How many points are in? Or excuse me, how many minutes are in a game? Forty-five. That being said. You know, only good takeaway that I have from this game is, like like uh, Justin said earlier, we had some sacks. Dax Hill got a pick. You know, the best the best point of the game for me was watching the Titans drum line in the end zone. Mm. Now, yeah. you know, before, before you kick it off to Chase and Brandon, y'all give y'all more thoughts, I do want to preface by saying this. Look, Tennessee – and Mike Brabel, they outcoached the living shit out of us today. I will give them their flowers. 
But I did not walk away from that game thinking that Titans are world beaters. I still stand by what I said in our running through the jungle episode and that this is not this is still not that great team that they think about that they, they think that they are. They're just not it still. I, I agree. I think that the Bengals defense still kept us alive throughout most of that game. That Titans team did not score a single point in the second half, and they had all the momentum, including taking – I'm sorry, they did score a year three points in the third quarter when they took 10 minutes and 22 seconds off the ball – I mean, off the, the quarter clock, only to score a field goal? Come on now. Like, I do not think that highly of the Titans still, but you know what? I will give you your flowers because you played the game script exactly how Cleveland played us week one, and y'all played Cleveland last week. And they ultimately just showed that, you know what, this Bengals team can be had if you just simply just do that. And guess what they did? They simply did that. Yeah, I, I, if this team wasn't the team that we were going to get right on defensive backs and, and get our passing game right, I don't know who is. You know what I mean? I, it's it's rough right now. Chase, what were your thoughts on the game, man? I don't even know where to start. It's like, you know – like, like Justin just mentioned, you know, the Cleveland Browns, the way they was able to beat us in week one was running the football, rushing the passer, and then they were able to get out, you know, on a big lead against us. You know, once once Derrick Henry was able to, you know, have that run where, you know, he broke, like, I like broke tackles. Just guys just bounced off of him. Like, you know, he was an inflatable, you know, five guys bouncing off of him. And once that happened, it was just like, yo, this is over because, you know, Going going down that much, you know, to a team that's going to run the football and they're going to control the clock and limit possessions. I knew coming into this game it was going to be a limited possession game, and you have to take advantage of all that stuff. And what have we done countless times, you know, time and time again? We do not take advantage of our possessions that that we have on you know on the field. You know, the first drive of the game. You know, obviously it was it was a great drive. It was you know we were moving with tempo and everything. Uh, we were, you know, going to our strengths, running the football, you know, getting the you know, ball to our playmakers and everything. And it was just like, all right, this is what, you know, the offense should be doing and stuff. You settle for three. Okay. Defense goes out there, gives up three. You know, it's, it, you know, evenly locked game. You knew from the jump that the Titans, they have a, you know, great head coach in Mike Vrabel. They were going to scheme stuff up to try to just rough after Joe Burrow. In fact, they had nine sacks against them in the postseason game. You think they were not, you know, they were going to go away from that shit? Like, they were going to go right back to it. They were going to try to rough us up, rough Joe Burrow up, and that's exactly what they did. And then we, you know, get down too far, and then you got to go on ahead and abandon the run game. We got to throw football. And obviously, Joe is not 100%, and you can just tell. Joe is back there. He moves like a toddler. He cannot do anything back there. You know, he, you know, obviously the quick game came on later on in the game, but it was 45 minutes too late. And yeah. that's just the real frustrating part. It's scheme. It is. It's scheme. Obviously, you have a quarterback who's hurt, but when when you can't scheme up things right, or you know you, you you're throwing the ball deep down the field on third and four when all you need is a first down, you need four yards to keep the drive going to get a field goal or somewhat have momentum going into halftime. It just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Not to mention our run defense just sucks. Like, I don't I don't know what what's going on with that. Just a lot of bad things are going on in Cincinnati, and you know that's why I used punch back earlier. Yeah, I think uh, you know, week one, we I think we all try to chalk it up as mm-hmm. Joe didn't get to play in the preseason. Joe didn't get to practice as much as you know. It's going to take another week, and there was a monsoon. Understandably, I think we all were trying to give him a pass, but man, it's starting to look glaringly obvious that that was more than just a bad weather that caused that game. So it's 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 not pretty. Um, before we get into 
I, I do want to to go into some of the coaches' cliff notes, um, get your guys' reaction on some of the things that were said at the press conference today, uh, and then get some closing reactions from you. Before you do that, we're going to take a quick break here, pay some bills. We'll be right back. And we're back. The Running Through the Jungle crew here on the Roaring Reactions and the Coach's Cliff Notes. And that's the part we're going to go into right now. Um, the press conference, for whatever reason, I look forward to the away conferences, uh, press conferences more than the, the home ones because I can actually hear what they're saying. Uh, on, the away, uh, on the away ones, they seem to have better sound. On the home ones, they're all quiet. You can barely hear what they said. But that said... At this point in time in the season, I feel like I could go up to the podium and spew out exactly what Zach Taylor is going to say. It's the same thing every week. Um, you know, we need to keep improving. Uh, we need to find a better way to win. That's going to start with uh, a good week of practice, is what he said. A good week of practice. Um, and the one that really glaringly uh, stood out to me is we need to get off to a good start. We need to get off to a good start. Uh, they beat us in all three phases. We got to play better. Da, 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 da. I thought we got off to a good start. We got the ball, marched right down the field, running the ball. Uh, then we threw it on first down, threw it on second down, and then ran it on third and 10, which I don't, I, I, I'm still baffled by it. But, um, you know, then you go away from the run after you have some success with it. So I thought you got off to a good start. I just didn't think you made any changes into what your game plan was and you just kind of basically stuck to the script. But, uh, you know, Tim, what are, you, what, what are your thoughts on the – because I know you watch these <laughs> these stupid uh, press conferences as much as I do. What did you think of it? I truly thought it was a waste of time because, like you said, it's the same BS that – Zach says every single time we got to get better. We got to get better. We got to improve. We got to have good practices. Well, no crap, Sherlock. We understand we gotta, that. But the thing we gotta is, execute. yeah, we got to execute. We we understand that. The thing is, is you have to execute when you're on the field. When the game, it's it, it, it's actually game time. You know, I don't know what else to do here, but Zach seems that we need to just get better. That's all. That's all he can say. You know, one of the things that I would like to hear him say, like to hear uh, out of his mouth is, you know, we got out coached today. They did a better job coaching. I, I never yep. heard that out of his mouth. Not one yep. time. Take, and, yep. take some responsibility for once as a coach, because that's not yeah. something that he does at all. And Justin, you, you, you mentioned it. I mean, he obviously got out coached today by Vrabel. And no, there's no shame in that. Vrabel's a very good coach. But I, I'd like to see him take some ownership in that. What's your thoughts, Justin? I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. I didn't listen to his press conference because exactly what y'all just said. It was going to be nothing but bull junk in my eyes. Same thing with Joe Burrow's press conference. I didn't want to hear it. It's going to be nothing that was going to come about it that makes me think, all right, I've heard them talk. I think I'm going to really come. No, no, I didn't. But I will tell you what I did actually do. I did actually hear Mike Tomlin's press conference. They just took a 30 to six drumming of the Houston Texans today. And one of the things that stuck out that is very well known now across the Twitterverse now is he said, hell yeah, there's going to be some changes. 
he gave an opening monologue statement about like he gave credit to the Houston Texans, the things that they didn't do well, mm -hmm. uh, the Steelers, as I say, and then what the Texans did do well to capitalize all of it, because they were facing the same type, same type of um, hurdle. They were facing the same caliber of an opponent, I should say, with the Texans and their offensive line being so beat up and that the Steelers wanted to utilize that to their advantage, but the Texans did not allow them to do that. And they were able to run the ball. And I don't even think the Steelers even got a single sack on the Texans quarterback, C.J. Stroud, today. That is coaching. That is coaching at a higher level than what you think. When you are, the Titans were, man, they were just down a bunch of guys, man. They were down guys. And it seemed like it was just the perfect making, once again, kind of like week two against Baltimore. You had the perfect recipe to just to bounce back and bounce back stronger. Even though you beat the Rams on Monday night. This was the game that you could have been like, all right, now we really back. And they didn't do it. And then on top of that, you did even worse. To me, this game was worse than the, uh, the week one game against Cleveland. I'm sorry. It just was. Yeah. So, no, yeah. I didn't want to hear Zach Taylor talk because right now, exactly what y'all said, it's the same nonsense. There's really hardly no accountability. There's no emphasis on there's got to be some changes. Right now, Zach Taylor's looking like Cliff Kingsbury from last year. And even worse, people like to compare him to Marvin Lewis. Nah, I'm comparing him to something even worse, and that's Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury was on a hot seat yeah. in the middle of last year, and damn near lost his – I think he did lose his job. You guys should probably correct me that. Yeah. So, Zach Taylor should should feel the hot seat burning at this point. I don't oh. care what happened two years ago with us making it in the Super Bowl. I don't care right now what happened last year of being in the AFC Championship game. That doesn't matter to me. Because right now, just saying, oh, well, we got to get better. How it starts with a week of practice. Man, I'm not feeling no urgency whatsoever from hearing that kind of nonsense. Yeah, I uh, agree with you, man. It's, it's pretty nerve-wracking. And, you know, we're – I wanted it to be a statement game today. And now I'm half afraid it was. For the not the, it's, not it's the statement I wanted it to be. Not the statement that, you know, <laughs> I, I think Tim's right. I think there's a lot going on. I, I, we got to unpack some of this and, yeah. and 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 figure it out. You know, um, Burrow uh, went on to say, in, you know, his press conference, um, you know, he said he f they asked him how he's feeling. He said he feels good. That's okay. obviously a lie. You can't walk normally. Uh, let alone jog or run. Um, so he's just going to be tight-lipped about that and not let, you know, not let that out. But he also seemed to get annoyed by questioning um, mm -hmm. of what we need to do to get the offense going. And what they, like, uh, I, I'm, I don't know if he's annoyed because he's getting the questions and he doesn't want them or he's he knows that they're having issues. Or I, I wonder if he's all annoyed because he won't throw – coaching staff under the bus and he's not happy with what they're doing calling or whatever i don't know there's some definitely unpacking to there um chase you got any uh takeaways from the coaches press conference or joe burrows um i'll say like this like justin i did not watch it but honestly i'm at the point where i don't want to be that guy that says it but i want zach's ass gone i'm sorry like I won't go much into that. I'll talk about that on Tuesday night. But um, the the big thing that came out from the, the press conference and stuff like that, and it's been all all over social media, is Jamar Chase saying, "I'm open. I'm always open. I want the effing ball." You know, like he ain't yep. wrong. He's not wrong at all. Like the 
you know, later on in the game, you saw Jamar catch some slant routes and all this stuff. Man, like the, the, the quick hitters, the scheming, all that stuff. I, I've been talking about schemes so much. It just doesn't make any sense that we cannot get our best playmaker the football when we need to get him the football. And it, it really frustrates me and everything. You know, he, like, like I said, with the press conferences, hearing the same thing over and over and over again, it, it just doesn't make any sense why it's like, okay, you're saying the same thing over again. But, you know, in 2023, we're getting the same results. We can run. <laughs> I just, mm-hmm. I, I don't understand it. Like, I, honestly, like, my frustrations at this point have kind of been dumb. They've they, they just been dumbed down. It's more, more of just, a, you know, in fan terms, depressed. Like, I'm not even, like, angry. I'm just like, man, this is just, this is just sad. Like, this is the, embarrassing. The fact of, the fact of this, like, think about this. Obviously, I, you know, wasn't alive during the Super Bowl run and anything like that back in you know 81 and 88 this is different expectations for us where it's like you know obviously you know the expectations high or the expectation you know we have like like you know mid-level expectations and we don't we come short all right you know seven you know expected to win seven games and you, you win five all right okay whatever but like we have been the pick around the nation to go to the super bowl represent the afc and win it this feeling is the worst feeling that i've honestly ever felt as a fan where you have these sky high expectations because you've done it the last couple years and you've supposedly gotten better you know on your roster but you just don't put it on the field everyone knows you have the talent but you just don't do it and while sitting back here one and three to start october and we know it's like our season might be over at the start of October. It's a yeah. terrible feeling to just sit back and be like, man, if we could have. But guess what? We ain't right now. And who knows if we will. And we ain't going to, you know, if something does not change. Keep cooking, you know, I, bro. I like That's what I'm talking about. Keep cooking. I'm Justin, trying to Justin, we, Justin, we getting on the podcast Tuesday, bro. We got, man, the I, Keep going, Brandon. My fault. Keep going. I, no, I, no. Yeah, I was always taught to break the the the. You know, this was when it was sixteen games, not seventeen, but break the the season down in quarters and try to win your quarter. Try to yeah. go three and one at least in your quarter. Two yes. and two is acceptable. One and three unacceptable, especially when you have, like you said, mm-hmm. the, the, you know, the team that we've had the past couple of years, the expectations we have going in this game, going into this year, and the teams we've played have not been good teams. And furthermore, we went into this, and I am guilty as anybody, went into this year thinking the AFC North was going to be the best uh, division in football. Mm-hmm. We might be the worst right now. We might oh, be the we worst. Are. We are. We are. I, the AFC the worst. South is going to put a, a, a pretty good fight up against us. Yeah. But, man, it's not good. It's not pretty. You just brought up the AFC South. How's this for some stats here? Well, I won't even bring bring up the stats. The Indianapolis Colts was now 20 to nothing to the Rams. And they came back and tied the game, 23 or 25 all. And they almost won. They tended to end up taking it to overtime. The Chicago Bears, obviously they ended up losing the game. I'm sorry, the Denver Broncos. They, they're the two of the worst teams in football. They were up 21 to 7, if I'm not mistaken. And then the Broncos came back from a 21 point deficit to win the game. Yeah. These fights can happen. 
So, mm -hmm. but in the fact of the matter is, again, I'll even say this: if we could talk about Joe Burrow's health all we want to, but when Tennessee went up twenty-seven to three or twenty-four to three, again, there was nothing impressive that the Titans was doing outside of playing their own game. They would yeah. just take it. The defense was getting freaking ruined because of terrible calls by refs on third and long. I still felt like that. If the Bengals didn't just put it together, they could yep. come back and win this game. But to be honest here, even if they would have came back and won the game or tied the game, I still would be disappointed and frustrated in their effort because this was supposed to be a team that your head and shoulders better than because the mm -hmm. Titans keep trying to tell themselves that they're not in rebuild mode when they should be. I'm sorry, that, that's how I feel. And the Bengals should be, like Chase just mentioned, we're, we're, we came in with these super lofty expectations that we were going to make it right back to the Super Bowl. A number of people picked us nationally to represent them in the Super Bowl. And we're making them look exactly like why they don't believe in the Bengals to begin with. We look like a fluke job. I'm sorry. Yeah, we're right now, we do. Thanks. Thanks. You, not, you to, know, not to mention, not to mention, Bengals, Browns, Steelers combined for 12 points today, no touchdowns. Nice. Awful stat. <laughs> you, you know, Awful. Uh, you know, it's kind of it reminds me of like, you know, when I was younger, my younger days, I would rather my parents be mad at me than than disappointed. And right now, I just feel disappointed in this team. I ain't even mad, just like you said earlier, Chase. I'm not even mad. I'm just disappointed. My parents were disappointed a lot, I guess. <laughs> um, I was a good kid. For, I was a good kid for the most part. <laughs> Uh, bullshit. <laughs> oh, damn. damn. Come on. Throwing under the bus. Hey, we All right. We uh, we're almost at 30, 30 minute mark. So let's uh let's not dwell on this too much. I know we're we're gonna have more things to say. Uh uh Tuesday night, Chase will be doing his YouTube thing on Cut to the Chase. We'll be on Wednesday night. I'll be coming live from California. Uh, so I'll be out in California for work, but I'm going to get on with you guys and chop it up. I'll run it through the jungle. That'll be Wednesday night on YouTube, Thursday morning uh, on your podcast. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure there's going to be a lot to talk about. Um, so I don't want to dwell too much. Tim, we'll start with you. Parting shots, final thoughts. What do you got? This was just embarrassing. It's, it's you know... I've been on this journey very, you know, for a long time with the Bengals. And like, you know, Chase and Justin said, we had this expectation this year. And it, and it's just, it's it's embarrassing. It is. It's embarrassing. Do I hope that we we turn it around? You damn skip what we do. And, I, I, and I'm, a, I'm a ride or die Bengals fan to the day that I die. Yeah. You know, and I'm just yeah. hoping. We live through the I, 90s. Yeah, we live through the 90s. You know, we lived through the disappointment. Um, you know, one thing that my uh, father-in-law always tells me is, is you can hope in one hand and shit in the other one and see what fills up first. But I still have hope that the Bengals turn us around. Yeah, I, uh, I one of my favorite quotes is actually a Black Panther quote. Hope is not a strategy. I'm not here for hope. Chase, what's your final thoughts? Scheme, scheme, scheme. You can't get out coached. Your play has got to come to play. That's all I got. Well said. Justin? My expectations, of this, my expectations of this team has been dramatically adjusted 
And at this point, I mean, I'm disappointed in this team. Um, I'm done. I'm done filling up my head and our heads thinking that we the big dogs when we're not. We're not even close to being the big dogs of the division. But right now, I just think that we just need to just regroup and we work and, you know, live it by week by week basis. I understand that this is probably not our time uh, for this year. I would love to see us turn it around, of course. But this game, if you had any expectations of making it back to the Super Bowl or making a nice run, this game should have should have empirically told you that that is not going to happen this year. And in fact, they got a lot of work internally and externally to do. And I still this still doesn't mean I don't like what we have built, what we have accomplished as a unit, as an organization. This is not an organizational failure so far. This is just squarely on the team that is putting a product out there on the field and performing like they don't want to be there. And they this is the second time now that I've seen them quit when the game like when the game wasn't even over and I was just seen them perform like they quit. So my parting shots is <laughs> It's hard to keep your head up during this time, mm-hmm. but just look forward to our shows. This is going to be like therapy for me and all for you viewers and listeners out there. So we're all, we're all in this together. Absolutely, man. And uh, that said, we appreciate you guys for riding with us. Uh, our numbers are getting stronger every day. So hit that like, subscribe, notification buttons, share us with your friends. We're going to go through this together. Um, I got two quick parting shots. One's going to be non-Bengals related so we can ride out of here on a positive note. But on Bengals re- uh, related subject here, it's gut check time. It's time to see what this team's made out of. Uh, you can roll over, you know, play dead, or you can suck it up and go out there and fight. I think this is a kind of a players only meeting kind of time. I think this is where our Mike Hilton's, uh, you know, our, our Trey Hendrickson's, um, you know, our, our Joe Mixon's, those guys need to be our emotional leaders here and say enough with the BS and, and get back to fighting. You can't just walk out on the field and expect to win. You got to fight. It's the NFL. Everybody out there is good. So that's my, my last tank Bengals take for the night. I do want to say one thing, though. Uh, Go outside of the football realm here. One of the the greatest and possibly the greatest right-handed hitter of all time played his last game of the day. And Detroit Tigers sent out Miguel Cabrera in style. It was a a fitting tribute for such a great player. Um, One of only three guys, including uh, Willie Mays and Aaron, uh, Hank Aaron, to have 3,000 hits, over 500 home runs, and a batting average over 300. Salute to you, my man. It's been a pleasure watching you over the last 21 years. Baseball won't be the same without you. Fun-loving guy, too. So That's my good note to go. We were right out on a high note. We had to go into another sport to find it. But there it is. Uh, so for me... Chase Younts, Tim Lyons, Justin Lacey, the Running Through the Jungle crew. We appreciate you listening in. Man, who day? Oof. Who day nation? We're in some trouble. We need some help. Till next week. Who day? <laughs>